Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 141, Hypervigilance and Setting Down What You're Carrying. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Changeable. I want you to consider for a minute what it might be like to not carry a bunch of stuff through time in your mind. So if you're backpacking somewhere, you want to carry as little as possible because you know over time it might, it might start off okay. Oh, this isn't too full. I can handle this. You know what happens, right? It doesn't take long for your 10-pound backpack to feel like 100 pounds when you've been walking for a while. So in the same way, that happens in our heads. You know, we want to travel through life lightly with as little carried through time as we can. And I don't know what your reaction to to hearing that is. I think sometimes that scares people. I think sometimes other other times people think, oh, that would sound that sounds amazing. That sounds like such freedom. I would love to just be fresh with nothing on my mind. And, you know, and again, other times that feels kind of terrifying. Like, don't I need that stuff? And who would I be if I was just showing up with nothing there, you know? So whatever your reaction to that is, is totally fine. But, but just kind of, let's just kind of walk through this together and play it out a little bit. That, you know, what if you didn't have to carry any thoughts about who you are or who you've been? So no, none of those made up identities, none of those you know, I'm a survivor, I'm a strong person, I'm a weak person, I come from poverty, I, I got over this or that. Even when those feel helpful, great. I mean, you know, it's, it's wonderful to think highly of ourselves. And it's our mind telling stories about a self, you know, it's still, it's still a lot of thinking. So you don't, we don't need it. And I just, again, just for the sake of this. I'm not saying get rid of it, shouldn't be. I'm never saying anything should or shouldn't. It's just just to kind of consider even that stuff. What if we just showed up completely fresh without that and we didn't have to carry any of that with us? The stuff that happened in your past, the, the stuff that you might feel like you need to protect yourself against. What if none of that was necessary to carry through time? You don't have to carry old memories and old stories in the hopes that carrying them with you will help you help protect you from things in the future. What if all of that could just vanish? The way we carry our problems and our habits and our issues, what we like to call our issues, and how often we carry these problems. Again, they're just more identities that we've created for ourselves. We, we carry these problems and issues and things through time. And if you think about that, like just notice for yourself for a minute how often those things you're carrying through time that you're quote unquote working on, 
how often you're checking on them, how often you're thinking about them, how often you're, you're making some comparison or some judgment about how you're doing on those things based on how you think you should be doing or what should be going on with all of that. So what if you just didn't? You know, what if, what if we could just walk through life with absolutely nothing carried with us? Now, again, I want to speak to those of you who might be thinking that that sounds empty or dull or I love my past and I don't want to let it go or, or I need my past to protect me in the future or any of that. It's not that we just forget everything. We have the most amazing design in the world. We don't forget that stuff. It's not like it's gone. It's not like we can't call it up when we need it or when we want to. You know, so I'm not, I'm not saying let's wipe your mind clear of everything that ever happened. No, you can still look at old pictures and tell old stories and remember things. That's wonderful. You have all of your memory available to you but it's like on the external hard drive that's sitting in your closet where mine is right now. It's not all with you. You know, it's not, it's not putting a strain on the system. It's there. If you need it, you can go in and find it, but there's nothing that you have to have running in the background all the time. There's nothing you need to be checking on. What if? Can you kind of get a feel for how not only how different life would feel without checking on our stuff, working on our issues, thinking about those identities and carrying them forward. It's almost too big for me anyway. It's almost too big to really even get a feel for. Like I can kind of just feel around the edges of that. But man, our minds are so full of who we are and what we do and what's going on, you know? And and we've all had many moments probably even today, where none of that is there for you. So it's not that we don't feel the freedom from that. We do. We have glimpses or longer periods of time, who knows, of really feeling free of all that, times when we just aren't on our own mind, when we aren't checking on issues and they literally do not exist. That huge habit, that longstanding pattern that you always fall into with your partner or someone else, like, all of that stuff that we have such identities created around, there are so much time in any given day that it literally does not exist and we are free of it. So we know what this feels like, but then our mind checks on it again. (laughs) Then it somehow looks responsible or necessary or it's just habitual. I don't know, but then it's like it, it comes back. So I just want to suggest to you that carrying anything, carrying your past, your identities, your problems, your issues, there's no upside. And that means not carrying any of that with you. There is no, no downside to that. Those things don't need our attention. They don't help us navigate. No, no. let me be clear about this. Thinking about them, consciously carrying them around, checking on stuff, like remembering who I am and the kind of person and all of that. 
in an active sort of, you know, in this moment, it's on my mind sort of way, it's not necessary. It's not doing anything for us. It's not letting us or helping us live life in an easier, nicer way. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about that. I think that we think there is, that they do do those things for us, you know, that we need to have it, have these things close and we need to kind of uh, check on things and that if we give our attention to, to issues and problems that we're doing ourselves a favor. And I just want you to consider just in the next 20 minutes or so here, just consider with me that that's abs- actually not true. That we don't need to actively carry around or check on anything. And again, that, that doesn't mean that the things we've learned in life aren't still helping us. They are. Everything you've ever seen, every insight you've ever had from the most minor ones like, oh, this is a push door instead of a pull door, <laughs> which now you know you push the door instead of pull it to get out of it. All of that stuff, it's in there. It's in there. We don't need to mentally carry it around and rehearse it and check on it. Learning happens like deep learning like this, insightful learning, it, it just, you know, it's like, it's like driving a car. Like now you don't have to think about it anymore. That's how so much that we've seen in life, including again, everything you've learned about the troubles you've been through in the past and, and what helped you in this area of life, you know, what helped you get over one habit that now you want to have help you get over another habit. Like we bring that in our mind and we try to apply it and use it and put it out there and learn from it. But our trying to do all of that, it, it just it just burdens our mind a little bit. And there's a much better way. The much better way is seeing that the less that's on our mind, period, the more we're just in life, rolling through everything with common sense, what what we see in a moment, fully having this incredible source of intelligence that's behind every single thing in life just show up and kind of push us through. I don't think it gets any better than that. Now, again, you will have memories and you will have thoughts and you will at times say, oh, what was that thing I learned way back when? Maybe that can help me now. Beautiful. You aren't needing to manage that process. It's not like you need to open your toolbox and sift through all the tools and find the right thing. It's more like in a moment, the toolbox flips open and the right tool ends up in your hand. So it's, so I hope that makes sense. It's not that we can don't use things we've learned or pull on memories or any of that. It's that it's done for us. And when we think it's on us to do, again, it just bogs down the system. It just clutters things up a little bit. And, and it can be even easier and even better than that. So great ideas come through thought. Everything comes through thought. But that's not the same thing as saying that great ideas came because we thought about it. Do you see that difference? Everything comes to us through thought. But they come to us through thought. <laughs> The intelligence behind life brings us thought. 
that's not the same as saying, I need to think about this so I can see it differently. And again, it doesn't mean if you're, if you're looking in a new direction and being curious about things that, that, I mean, that's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that, obviously. Sometimes it does feel a little heady and a little active. There's nothing wrong with anything I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with carrying things through time. You know, most of us, we all do. We all do. But many of us do forever, you know, and not, not even see another way. It's not like it's going to kill you. It's not like you're going to be miserable all the time. I mean, our design is way too good for that. Our design ensures that we get distracted and ensures that we, that our mind settles down and we find some breaks. It, it ensures it. It, it, there's no way around that. So there is no, like, there's nothing to fear. The flip side of what I'm saying isn't a bad thing. It's just, it's just a really, like, it's, just been hitting me so much lately how um i guess still how much it looks like our thinking helps us in a way that life kind of can't like our thinking our thinking you know feels like it's necessary or it's solving the problems or it's needed in some way and to really, really see, yeah, it's a great supplement. It's a great servant and it will come up at times and show us things and all of that. But again, even in that, we aren't managing that process. And I think no question, the less we're, we actively are trying to work things out, the better everything goes. And that is, that is a, it's a hard thing to see sometimes. I get that because our whole life has been conditioned in the opposite direction. But what if it is totally safe to stop carrying your past with you? Totally safe to stop carrying your problems with you and checking on them all the time. It won't hurt your life. It will enhance it. So if you're wondering, okay, how? (laughs) All right, I'm on board. I'll let it all go. Now just tell me how. How do I let it all go? It's not a matter of how, it's a matter of, I don't know, a matter of that, I suppose. It's not a matter of how we do this. It's a matter of us really seeing, like truly seeing that it is safe and okay and that there is no downside to this. So I think there are two reasons why we tend to uh carry more and more stuff and check on it and work on ourselves and all that stuff we say and do. Um, you know, one is what I've been trying to speak to so far in this entire episode, which is that we think it's helpful on some level, it looks helpful or necessary. So again, I'm trying to make the case that it's not helpful, not nearly as helpful as we think it is. And it's definitely not necessary. That if something looks like a problem in your life or it looks like your issue, or your past looks like it really matters that you bring it forward with you into now. Just by virtue of that looking meaningful or important or problematic, especially, that's showing you already that you have a ton of thinking around it. You know, there's just a lot of thought there, or else it wouldn't look like a problem. That's the definition of a problem. There's a bunch of thinking there that looks absolutely real. So the last thing you want to do is look toward something that you already have a ton of thinking with, seeing it through the lens of all that thinking and then 
think more about it, <laughs> like try to try to fix it or change it. It just doesn't make sense. So, so the, the, you know, huge reason, one huge reason why we do tend to carry stuff around is on some level, it seems helpful or necessary. Now, maybe you've heard what I'm saying and you've heard this and seen this before probably, and you you get it. You get that life is living you and you get that there's a bigger intelligence and that our mind is the servant, not the master. So it'll come in and help when needed. No problem at all with that, but that we don't need to use it as the primary tool. And I, I don't know many people who aren't using their mind as the primary tool, at least not way more than they need to. You know, I think we all probably overuse our minds in a way that they, that just kind of gets in the way of things a little bit. Again, no big deal. Don't lose sleep over it, but it's not necessary and it's not helpful. So, so again, maybe you've seen that and you get it. You're on board. Like, yes, I hear you. I want life to live me. I, I know that I use my mind too much and, and that it's not helping as much as I think it is, but we're still carrying stuff, you know, but we're still, we still find ourselves checking. So when that's the case, I think it's just habit. It's just a machine with a habit, you know, and that's amazing to see too, because it's like, oh, well, yeah, there's my mind, but, but, but see that changes so much. It's like, Oh, there's my mind playing out, you know, who, who it thinks I am or what happened before, what my parents said to me, what my teacher said to me. There's my mind putting me in this tiny little box because of some old thought or there's my mind checking on things, taking stock of how am I doing and wanting to work on my problems. You know, when we see it like that, it's like, oh, there's a machine with a habit. It just isn't going to have a hold on you. Just isn't. I mean, it's like looking outside and saying, oh, here come the clouds. It looks like it's going to rain. That has no hold on you. It just, it doesn't matter. And, and why would it be any different when it's us spotting a mechanical thing that's coming up in our experience? It really isn't any different. This is why I love to talk about things as habits so often. Almost everything is habitual. And it's because we have a physical mechanical side to us, our body and our brain and our, you know, the whole, the whole us of form is just incredibly habitual. Not a problem. That's great. There's a lot of great reasons for it. But see, we aren't that. We aren't the habits. We aren't the machine. So it's awesome to be in a place where you can kind of see, oh, there goes my mind doing that again. Like it just, it, it will not impact you. So it's not that, it's not that that has to stop. It's that we, we want to keep looking toward not believing it and thinking that it's important and useful and necessary. And the more we see that again, the how question just goes away. Like it's just, it's just done. It's taken care of. new ideas and solutions to what look like problems and like brilliant new directions and insights and everything we want. It may show up in our consciousness through thought, but it's not coming from thought. I mean, in a, 
this is where the language, you know, in a sense, everything is, there's one thing. So everything is thought, thought, you know, universal formless energy is taking shape as something we call thought. But I mean, our little mind thinking, right? So it's not coming from your little computer. It's coming from beyond your little computer, through your little computer, perhaps, but not from it, from beyond it, from that formless space, from Rumi's field, beyond the ideas of right and wrong. There's just a space where everything exists. That's where it's all coming from. And I just know the more we see that and doesn't mean we live in that field all the time, but the more we know that that's the way it works, the more we're in that field and the less we're caught up in anything that would get in the way. I've been listening to um, coaching sessions from the coaches I'm training. Um, and one of, and they're amazing, the coaches are so good and I just love listening to their their sessions. And one of the coaches was working with a woman with a lot of anxiety, very just a super busy mind. And she was super hypervigilant to everything. I mean, just the littlest thing and just kind of the definition of what we're talking about, what I'm talking about in this episode on the opposite side. She's carrying everything with her, never showing up anywhere with a free open mind. And, and because it looks really important. And so one example is just even around uh, COVID, play, like it looks to her as if her mind needs to manage every detail in order for her to stay safe. So she needs to know exactly which, um, kind of making up some details for illustration here, but she needs to know exactly which masks are the most effective masks and how many she should wear and, and which wipes are the best to take into any public place. And it's like every little thing in her mind, you hear it just listening to this woman talk. I mean, it's so fast. And so the system is so burdened. It's like, there's just way too much data on this computer and it's going to explode. It has to chug through every page it opens and it's going to explode at any moment. That's what her head sounded like. It felt like, and I've been there and I'm sure maybe you have too. So we know that feeling, we can spot it. But she was in this place of such hypervigilant hypervigilance, wanting to, thinking she needed to really play out everything. And it was so clear and so clear to the coach, like, wow, this is so ineffective. It's taking you so much further from, the coach didn't say it this way and I wouldn't either, but um, just because it might freak her out, but it's taking her so much further from the safety that she actually thinks she's, that she's wanting to ensure, you know, by keeping an eye on everything. It's like you, if you're thinking that much about which wipe you wipe down the table with that you're about to sit at in a public place and how many masks you have on and all of that, I mean, where's your common sense? There's no room for it. There, like, where's your, where's your room for new thoughts? She's so overburdened by all of this hypervigilance that not, nothing else can, can fit. Nothing else can come through. And her coach, my trainee, um, who's an awesome coach, had this, in her mind, popped up this image of like a football coach and a football field. And there's all the players out there and they're all in their positions and they're play, doing the plays and they all have different roles to do. And she said, you know, like if you 
if you were that football coach, your head would explode if you were that hypervigilant about like you'd have to be watching every single player and every move they make and you can't do it. There's too much going on. You just can't do it. And this client said, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> I was a football coach. That's exactly how I would do it. I would have an eagle eye on every single one of those people all at the same time. And, you know, it's just so interesting listening to it. And and it just made me think of, of how, um, how this isn't just like a nice idea. It's kind of, it's kind of obvious. Now we lose sight of it when we get that caught up, but it's kind of obvious that if you, you know, in the football scenario, if you're a football coach, like you, you want to have a soft focus. You want to have a, a overall, like there's an emergent property. It's not just about what the quarterback and the tight end and this person's doing and that person's doing. There's you're putting them all together, giving them some place to run. And there's an emergent property that comes from that, which is like, I don't know what you call it because I don't know football. My husband would be so proud of me right now, by the way, um, or horrified. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, the emergent property is like, hey, let's put all these people together doing just their own little tiny job that they have to do in this moment. And a play is going to happen. You can't see that if you're staring at one person's foot or their arm or whatever. And and this woman was kind of like, well, that's what I would be doing because that's what I think is necessary, that level of hypervigilance. So I just thought it was such a cool illustration of how obvious it is to us when we aren't caught up and to her too when she's not caught up. She just happened to be very caught up at that time that it's a it's a bigger picture thing. And that there's something that we can't quite describe that happens. And it's similar and, it, and it's a real thing. It's like what people call that state of flow where time feels like it slows down. You aren't hyper-focused on anything. Your vision widens. You can take in so much more. I mean, literally, like your eyes can take in more. Your, your vision, your peripheral vision widens, but in a much bigger sense too, like you, just what we see and know and what we're open to. We're back in that field, back in Rumi's field. We're like, wow, everything's here. And we can take it all in because we're not so narrow. And that's just what anxiety is, that hypervigilance. It's, it's too much head and not enough heart or truth or insight or awareness or whatever you want to call it. And I think of this in the context of what we're talking about is setting things down because it's basically the same thing. When we're carrying things around, it's too much head and not enough big picture consciousness, not enough heart. And it just kind of blinds us a little bit and narrows, narrows everything down. So again, I just want you to see, it's, it, just consider, just consider. Is it ever really helpful? Now, again, that doesn't mean, again, we're, we're just going to shut this podcast off and like all of our past and all of everything we happen to be carrying around is just going to like roll right off our backs. But, but the more we question, hmm, what's this needed for? I'm not going to forget the happy memories. I, you know, I'm not going to forget what I've learned. It's all in there. Do I really need to carry it, check on it, manage the use of it as much as I am? problems, what, what, 
we call our problems and issues, do I really need to work on those? Has it helped? Does it help? Or do they sort of vanish when my mind isn't on them? And if that's the case, why the heck would I carry them around and keep checking on them? And if you're on board with that and your mind's still doing it, you're in a great, great position. So yes, it still happens, but only by habit. It's not meaningful. You're not doing it. It's not necessary. It's not hurting anything, but you're just in an excellent position to see it and not get caught up in it, not get bogged down by it because you see it for what it is. So just, I love this idea that there's just no upside. There's no upside to carrying stuff around. And there's definitely no downside to letting it all go. Hey, did you know that my two flagship programs, the Little School of Big Change and the Change Coach Training Program, now have self-study versions? That means you don't have to wait until the next live group starts. You can get instant access to the Little School of Big Change curriculum or to an extensive set of lessons and coaching sessions in the case of the Change Coach Home Study course and start seeing more right away. The best part, this is awesome, is that you get to go through the self-study versions now or whenever you're ready and then also join the next live guided versions of these courses. So your investment for the self-study course goes toward the price of the live course if you choose to upgrade. It's a total win-win. You can get this content now, do whatever you want with it at your own pace, and also let me guide you and support you and lead you through it when it's time. I'd love to see you try out one of these self-study courses. You can find links to both of them in the show notes. 